Stand by for action. Thanks for joining me. My name is Dave Milner. I am the Unpleasant Blind Guy, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the Unpleasant Blind Guy on the Exceptional Conservative Show. Now remember, if you want to contact me with comments, questions, show suggestions, awesome American suggestions, I'm available at UBG Contact on Twitter, or I can also be found as Dave Milner or Agador, that's A-G-G-E-D-O-R, on Mublet, the Tea Party Community, Spreely, Minds, MeWe, or Gab. Now let's begin. Ken! Hey Dave, how's it going this particular evening? A, a, a big shalom to you. How is one of my favorite Hebrews? Uh, I am doing well. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, he, my fellow Hebrew. All right. <laughs> uh, Institute of New York. Uh, some fried chicken. Wait a minute. Oh, 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 thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm always hungry this time of night. I, I am. They told me that if the models can walk down the runway mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in monkey suits, <laughs> then I should oh, be able to eat fried chicken on my program. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and if I vote Democrat, I should be able to eat watermelon when I'm on the EDL show. Don't you think? I mean, come on. You got to. <laughs> of course, it's almost a requirement. Honestly, Ken... I think I have an answer for this, for the perplexity of it, because you saw me in the chat, and I'm trying to figure out what the point of this was. <laughs> uh, and the only thing I can figure is that this is done by a bunch of leftists, uh, like Joy Behar, who uh, dressed up as a black woman, mm. and, and, and who Whoopi Goldberg claimed didn't. Um, and... They think that because they check all of the politically correct boxes, because they vote Democrat, because they believe that somehow socialism will end racism, that they say all the politically correct things, that they hate all the politically incorrect people, that somehow this gives them license to act in any manner they choose including in some of the most racist possible ways that you can imagine. That, that's the only thing I can think of. You know, and, and that comes, you know, I, I have to give it to the Fashion Institute of New York, which is part of the New York University Network. <clears throat> Winkity wink. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I got to give it to them because they jumped out ahead <laughs> of Tyburn out of South Carolina, the House representative who's third in charge, uh, James Clyburn, who made mention to Neil Cavuto earlier this week that the economy is not as good as President Donald Trump says it is. In fact, although this is the lowest number of unemployed blacks in the history of the United States of America, we did achieve full employment during slavery. I'd like to thank James Clyburn for bringing that to my attention. That oh, my God. Democrats need slavery in order to beat our economy today. There you go. Well, slavery or you need um, 100% full employment, which the old Soviet Union used to have. Uh, They would tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
my dear uh-huh. lord i can't he, he actually said that okay actually said that there you go full employment <laughs> under slavery but i got news for our wow. james Clyburn. we did not even have full employment under slavery because there were still free black people who were not allowed to work in certain situations and circumstances so uh unfortunately i, I checked with snopes mm-hmm. and that fact check says that james clyburn is it's inerrant <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, slightly. Yeah, ba- back in the days of slavery, the uh, the employment employment opportunities for free black people weren't that great, and a lot of times the jobs they had to take were extremely dangerous. Um, one of the jobs that pops into my head because I happen to like to watch this show is um, is as whalers, people who worked on whaling ships. Uh, this job was extraordinarily dangerous, and it, it was well paid, but that was basically hazard pay. And um, black people were considered to be expendable back in those days, so, hey, you know, um, hire them out. You know, I mean, if they come back with a big score, then great, everybody makes money. If not, eh, well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah unbelievable. You know, someone has to handle the whale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, someone well, has to. Well, it certainly isn't going to be the ship owner. I mean, come on. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Touch the pearl. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Is with us, ladies and gentlemen. He's a conservative commentator from SHR Media. You may know him better at SHR Media as the Unpleasant Blind Guy with a series of great orations well <laughs> interpreted and well researched to tell you why you're on the wrong track if you're not on the track to God and conservatism. Amen. Uh, listen, I, I want to ask you tonight because I used to be a Boy Scout. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> and uh, apparently there's a news story out that the Boy Scout asked the sex abuse victims to come forward uh, and filed their claims, and the victim said, heck to the no, and thus the Boy Scouts decided we're going to file bankruptcy. I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that, um, you know, because I, I know that we're too old to be Boy Scouts now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, bit. Bit, just a bit, but your <laughs> thoughts. We're, the, the Boy Scouts were once ordained by Congress, one of the first institutions ordained by Congress oh, yes. in, in the in the early 1900s. Um, and now they're bankrupt. Tell me what went wrong. Well, what went wrong was that the Boy Scouts represented, and still represent, the, um, the virtues of country, loyalty to country, patriotism, um, faith in God, and self-reliance. And the left hates, loathes, and despises all three of those and wants to see them eradicated. That That is where they went wrong. Now, I am not downplaying the victimization of young boys or girls. Not doing that at all. Those who listen to my stuff on the English Defense League radio show with host Jeff Mitchell know that we advocate for the young children there that are victims of the Islamic rape jihad. Okay, so don't think that I'm going there because I'm not. Yeah. And every every um, claim should be taken seriously, and the perpetrators 
should be dealt with in a uh, in a timely and um, and in my opinion harsh fashion. That does not, however, reflect badly on the Boy Scouts. That reflects badly on the perpetrator. The Boy Scouts have helped to raise generations of fine young men who espouse the virtue and live the virtues of country and family and faith and self-reliance. And to my mind, it is a true shame that they have to declare bankruptcy now because of the heavy pressure that has been put on them by the left. You notice that the Girl Scouts are still around, right? Yep, and they came out with a statement that said, we are not related to the Boy Scouts. And what people don't know is that the Girl Scouts are funded by Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, man, I used to love Thin Mints mm. and, and those peanut butter cookies. There you go. <laughs> you know, you get, go. get out of my way between me and a box of those, because I'll wipe those things out in a minute. But... Uh, not anymore. I, I just can't anymore. Um, it is dystopian science fiction stuff to actually have kids come to your door selling products when the organization they're working for backs a combine of people who tear the babies from women's wombs and then cut them up and sell their body parts. I mean, again, can fifty years ago, this would have been dystopian science fiction. Yeah, yeah, Dave. I gotta ask you this, since we're on the subject matter, mm. and, and this is not one of the subjects that I sent to you to talk about, but hit me. I, uh, uh, you know, Dwayne Wade, right? Uh, basketball player sensation, Dwayne Wade, NBA um, champion, Dwayne Wade. Uh, he's married to some chick that. Uh, is a movie star. I can't think of her name. Mrs. Biggs will probably tell me who she is <laughs> later on. Um, but they have a son, and the son is trans, is practicing transgenderism, and wants to be castrated. And now Dwayne Wade now refers to his son as his daughter. That's his little girl. I want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, since we're coming off the Boy Scouts, and the Boy Scouts of America have not necessarily been uh, as pristine as we would want the agency to be. Of course. They're more along the lines of the Vatican uh, in terms of how they handle sexual abuse cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but uh, now you have black men, especially from the NBA, saying that their son, uh, XY chromosome, XY chromosome, <laughs> their sons, made by God, are daughters. I want to get your thoughts on that. Well, this this is just um, to use a phrase from uh, Paul Wat- Paul Joseph Watson. This is just cucking to the left. In other words, this is just allowing the left to come in and steal your relationship. And in this case, it's his relationship with his own son. I mean, this is a giving in to political correctness that should just never be allowed. Uh, it is, um, and, and I know people are going to go crazy. Well, you should, you should allow him to have his choice. And blah, blah, blah. You have to wonder, first of all, I don't know how old this child is. 
you have to wonder um, how much of their choice it was. Because we've seen story after story of quote-unquote parents coming up and saying, oh, well, my five-year-old uh, daughter wants to be a boy, so we're going to call her Bert or something, okay? We've seen story after story, and I have to wonder how much of this comes from misguided parents. And I have to say, Ken, this represents what, in my opinion, is a social fad. I think that by the 2040s, this will have burned itself out, and there are going to be a lot of people in need of a lot of therapy at that time. I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's, it's really sad that as much as black men have been chastised for abandon, abandoning their sons uh, mm-hmm. and them to a world of crime and uh, drugs and abuse and mutilated relationships from the future that you have a son and I don't have a son you know I, I wish I had a son uh, but I don't have one I was blessed with two daughters uh, but if I saw my son I knew who my son was you are a male why in the world what's her name Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union. Oh, oh right. Oh, and, and that's not a fake stage name either. No. no. <laughs> it's Kansas. Good evening to you, Mrs. Biggs, by the way. Thank you, Mrs. Biggs. Uh, and and I, I want you to know that I had that on my mind already. I'm just glad that she came in to remind me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for her. Uh, I hear but, you. I, I can't I can't understand why you would do that to a child to a child of of all things you would want to fight for the veracity of clinging to one's sexuality the one that God gave us well, um, yeah you would think you would want to but uh, I mean in in this twisted world now it that's that's not allowed I mean um, I'm I'm actually gonna uh, hit you, Ken, with, with a story that I found earlier. Elizabeth Warren, um, you know, famous Democrat candidate for president, Liawatha herself, uh, just came out urging the state of Arizona. Um, I'm just going to read this headline here. This is off of um, Yahoo quote-unquote news. Um, she urges Arizona to reject a quote-unquote cruel bill banning males from competing in females sports yeah uh i mean this this is an important issue to this presidential candidate right here now now that we're getting off into this and i hope you don't mind this let me see if i can if i can find the quote from her okay here we go trans athletes are not a threat warren wrote in a tweet we need to protect trans kids and all lgbt uh, lgbtq the the you know equals mc squared plus uh, kids and ensure they feel safe and welcomed at school i urge the arizona legislature to reject this cruel bill so there you go ken it's 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 now cruel to expect uh, boys to compete in in boys sports and girls to compete in girls' sports. It's cruel. Exactly. And uh, it reminded me, as you were talking, of the transgender uh, competitor, uh, Fallon Fox. 
mm-hmm. who gave her opponent a concussion and broke her eye socket. Yeah. Okay. And, and her opponent, what his? It's not even a her. It's a guy. Yeah, it's it's a dude. It's a guy. It's a transgender. It's a guy who wants to be a girl who who apparently may or may not have had sex change work or whatever. But the bottom line is, literally, a man in the ring with a woman named Tamika Brent and TKO Tamika Brent in two minutes and seventeen seconds of the first round after breaking the orbital bone in Brent's eye. Breaking the... Do you know how hard that is to do? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As uh, Now, I don't... Okay, so you can correct me on the anatomy part, or Mary can. It doesn't matter. But I believe that the orbital bone is the bone is a bone under the eye, okay? And that is tough to do. You, you got to slam somebody pretty hard in the face to do that. Yes! Yes, but the left is saying it's okay for us. You can't pra- you can't practice domestic violence, but you can get a man in the ring with a woman, clothed as a woman, and beat the living daylights out of her. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. I-, I think we have a very sick leftist society, and I think a part of that was evident um, yesterday during the debate. Um, uh, there was a cat fight between Pete, Petey Boot Edge, mm-hmm. or Booten, or Booty Judge, Booty yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> the cat fight between him and Amy Klobuchar, and they actually look, he looked very effeminate <coughs> during that particular cat fight. And I don't know about if anybody else has brought this up. You know, I know people got on Rush Limbaugh for saying that the kiss would destroy any right. Uh, or claim to the presidency. Um, But he looked very effeminate last night going up against Amy Klobuchar, and the cat fight was over the fact, and I I thought it was really disrespectful that the uh, Telemundo person asked the question here. So you know it's a Hispanic who's asking the question Mm -hmm. as to why she could not remember the president's name of Mexico. Excuse me. Ooh. I can't remember my family's name that time. Come on. <laughs> it's one of those gotcha questions, um, Ken. Oh, my God. I was almost on EDL radio. I almost called you Jeff. It's it's one of those gotcha questions. See, there you go. I almost you called go. you Jeff, man. You uh, it's one of those gotcha questions. Okay. Um, for everybody listening, let's just clear something up. Being uh, one of the qualifications of being a president of the United States is not being able to go on Jeopardy and win. No, you're not going to have every answer to every question that everyone asks you. Now, I understand to the Hispanic community, it is important um, for someone to know who the president of Mexico is. But above all else... A president of the United States, or indeed a leader of any other country, must be a good manager. They're not going to have all of the facts at their disposal because it is humanly impossible to do that. It is about being a good manager. And, of course, Ken, when we're talking about you and me and what we would like to see in a president, it is about wanting to set the best course for a successful future for your country. 
Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, uh, and I, I want to go to last night. We I, there's so many things I want to talk with you about, Dave. Go ahead. I'm going to hold you over in this uh, in this fourth quarter here. Uh, I'm good with it. Go ahead. Um, but the whole idea of calling <laughs> Elizabeth Warren the victor last night, when it seemed, and I watched it at two o'clock in the morning. I didn't go to bed uh, until later on in the morning because I, I watched the um, debate. Uh, even after my intern sent me notes about the debate, I watched ah. it myself. And to watch Elizabeth Warren on that stage, she seemed like to be, she seemed an old woman who had lots of cats and was angry with the world. And taking shot after shot <laughs> with Bloomberg and yelling and screaming and then defending <laughs> Amy Klobuchar over the cat fight between her and you know she just seemed to be in everybody's business and not really given a good answer for the hope of being president of the United States but did you see that or, or did you what were your thoughts well I have to be honest here Ken um, I didn't look at the debate because I prefer not to look at things like that that raise my blood pressure however <laughs> the way that you describe it and given the results of the various um, the various primaries so far, uh, it leads me to believe that Elizabeth Warren is in her mind floundering. She feels um, if this if what you say is accurate and I have no reason to doubt it, uh, she feels that she is losing control when there was a time when people were saying that she was on top, but, you have you have booty judge who's out there trying to appeal to everyone and only marginally succeeding in certain areas. You have uh, and, and you have um, the burn, of course, who has his fanatical uh, bunch, of course. And you have Bloomberg, who's out there buying up all the airtime that he can. And Melanie Collette, I will be disappointed with you if you run his ads, girl. I, <laughs> I'm telling you that. Uh, but. If, no, no, let, let her do it. It's capitalism. Let her do it for the money. There you go. <laughs> well, you know what, Ken? She could do it. Melanie, okay. Uh, you can do it and then bag on it real good afterwards. Okay? Take the money and, 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 and do your thing. Because you do your thing very well. Okay? Melanie Collette, uh, her show comes on, guys, at, uh, it's Money Talk with Melanie, comes on at 5 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Okay? You can hit it on Facebook. It's also on SHR Media. I had to give my girl a shout out, Ken. I had to give her a shout out. Uh, but no, this this is this is sounding a lot like Warren is watching the swirl at the bottom of the toilet, and she's afraid she's <laughs> going to be in it. Uh, she, she may be one of the next ones to drop off. We never know. Yeah. But that's what it sounds like. Well, it, this is my this is my pr prediction, and you know how good I am with these. I, I really believe that. Uh, Amy Klobuchar, if she doesn't do well in uh, Tuesday's uh, election, Super Tuesday, you will see her bounce uh, from the election process. Uh, and if Pete himself doesn't do well either, you will see him bounce. And then you will be left with Bloomberg, uh, Biden, Warren, and Sanders for the heart and soul of the Democrat Marxist Party. There you go. 
You really think Warren is going to hang in that long? Hey, yes, she's going to hang in there. Because <clears throat> she's an old cat woman. Just a bitty old cat woman. She's got to hang in there. Uh, it, <laughs> it, she, it, it, this is the, the hope that she has. That somehow she did a great job with all the haymakers on Bloomberg. And that Bloomberg's billions won't make a difference <laughs> in Nevada or any other place in the world. Uh, and I, I, she's got hope. She's got ambitions. I think she can hang in there for just a little bit. But coming down the stretch, all of them are working hard to make sure that Bernie Sanders is the nominee of the Democrat Marxist Party. Hmm. Uh, and I don't want people thinking that somehow Bernie Sanders would be the first socialist who ever ran for the presidency of the United States of America. You have to go back to FDR. Well, he didn't say he was a socialist, but gosh darn it, he acted like one. Uh, you have to go to Woodrow Wilson. You have to look at Eugene Debs. Uh, there have been socialists that have uh, Barack Hussein Obama. <clears throat> there have been socialists that have run for the presidency of the United States of America. And one actually, two actually won. Uh, <clears throat> FDR and Barack Hussein Obama. This is what you don't and want. And Woodrow. Yeah, and Woodrow Wilson. But this is what you don't want to happen. For those guys to get a Democrat House and a Democrat Senate, you can forget it. It would be all over from this point on. Well, I agree. I mean, th this, the world, okay, viewers and listeners should think about what the end game for them is. Okay, and the end game for, uh, in a socialist slash communist society is that the people, and look, guys, I know you're going to say this is ridiculous, go right ahead, but history shows that I'm right, that the people are standing on bread lines and waiting for everything, including medical care, and the rulers in charge are living like kings. This this happened in the in the Soviet Union. It's happening right now in Europe with the European Union. Everyone uh, everyone at the top, um, you want to talk about the one percent? All of those guys at the top are living high off the hog. Everybody else. Yeah, well, okay, we'll give you some government assistance. Maybe you'll get some housing, unless you're a veteran, and then you can sleep on the street. We don't care. Um, you know, but otherwise, it, it's coming almost to the point where they're going to have people live in communal apartments, and they get like a tube that's their own that they can kind of crawl into and maybe get a little privacy. And, of course, uh, no more meat. They'll have to eat bugs and stuff like that and plants and things. <laughs> That's the end game. And I know people are going to say, well, that's just ridiculous. Uh, look, I'm talking to the older people and to young people. Ask your parents and grandparents about this. How, how were things 50 years ago? 50 years ago, could, could we have looked at what we have today and said that it was not ridiculous to expect for these things to be happening? I mean, could, could we have done that? And I think the answer to that question is no. Exactly. Uh, Dave Milner, the unpleasant blind guy, with us tonight from SHR Media, also from EDL English Defense League. You can listen to him on Thursday afternoons mm -hmm. at 3.30 p.m. and also Sunday afternoons at 3.30 p.m. Bam. Uh, a great, great conservative man. Um, and, in terms of Julian Assange, because you know this leftist uh, stuff a whole lot more than I do from Brit, from the British Isles and so on. Oh, yeah. But Julian Assange was told by the President of the United States uh, that you, my friend, 
could win the grand prize of being pardoned if you would just admit uh, that Russia was not involved in leaking Democratic Party email. Um, and uh, we have not heard a response back from Julian Assange on that particular matter. <laughs> but I want to get your thoughts. Uh, first and foremost, Julian Assange uh, and, and his situation. Uh, do you consider him a hero or a foe? Uh, and then lastly, uh, was this a right thing for the president to do? Okay, well, right now, as far as I know, Julian Assange is is languishing in Belmarsh Prison, which is a supermax prison in the UK, the same place that they put Tommy Robinson for a misdemeanor. <laughs> now, my feelings about him are that he did leak government secrets, and that, uh, I feel, is... Um, is fairly traitorous. But my feeling also about Julian Assange, um, who he works for, okay, because he's been cast both hero and villain by members of both parties. I think Julian Assange's uh, great, greatest priority is Julian Assange. All right. <laughs> he, he's not anyone that anyone can possibly trust. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I... Honestly, you know, as much as I support President Trump and there's uh, God, the Democrats have have nothing that even comes close as much as I support the things that President Trump has done. I think that he probably should not have done that. Now, he might have given made him a counter offer to commute his sentence, any sentence that he got, if he would do that. But again, I don't even think that that offer uh, could or should have been properly made. That's just my feeling. I know there will be people who disagree, but we but we already know the facts, and the facts are that there was this Russia, Russia, Russia nonsense was exactly that nonsense. We we know that the entire thing basically amounted to a soft coup, and they're still trying to do that at this point in time. So that's my feelings on that, Ken. Yeah, and I want to read to you as well that the uh, Dana Rohrbach, uh, one of America's most lethal congressmen, uh, he's been in office for such a long period of time as a Republican out in California, uh, basically stated that it is not true uh, that the White House urged him to make that proposal. He said, I at no time talked to President Trump about Julian Assange Likewise, I was not directed by Trump or anyone else connected with him to meet with Julian Assange. I was on my own fact-finding mission at personal expense to find out information I thought was important to our country. So the report tonight is that uh, this is all hay uh, at this point, that Donald Trump had nothing to do with the offering, that that was a offering made by <coughs> Congressman Dana Rohrbach, backer. Uh, from out of California IA. But it's interesting that even that particular deal, uh, whether it was mentioned to the president or not, comes forward because he is someone who was traitorous uh, and is disseminating governmental information from various governments. But it seems like the key factor for everybody are those DNC emails. You know the the WikiLeak emails for, with where Podesta and Hillary Clinton. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, child abuser. Well, <clears throat> Podesta came out as a uh, 
pedophile and Hillary Rodham Clinton as a dictator in chief who was a racist. Um, I want to get your thoughts. Is that the most important thing, and why is it important to uh, capitalize on the DNC at this point? Well, first of all, I'm glad that you you brought up the uh, and cleared up the whole thing because I was as you gave me the news earlier. I was I was there was a part of me that was going mad. Okay, I can't believe that President Trump did that. Okay, <laughs> okay, so he did not do it. Good. Okay, that's a good thing, and I'm very happy. Um, the a big reason, and this is also this also gets into PizzaGate as well. Uh, you know, a big reason is because. The um, pedophilia is something that still is disgusting to most right-thinking people in the world. And it also, though, is something that is used, in my opinion, by some high-ranking politicians to reel in others and to, uh, I'm going to use the word, Ken, and to blackmail them, okay? Yeah, I mean, I, yes, I think there were cameras on Sex Island, and hey, I don't know where any of those pictures or videos might be, but if those things ever come out of Slick Willie being slick on Sex Island, mm-mm-mm, watch out. Um, but I think that that it is used, pedophilia is used as a tool, and it is not something that um, these Democrats want to be associated with. And I will say, again, that it is not only Democrats that do it. However, I will also say that um, if there are Republicans that do it, it's very likely that they're rhinos and, and not, um, you know, good Christian um, Republicans. Okay, because good Christian Republicans would just say, oh, trip to Sex Island. Uh, yeah, no thanks, man. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You want to you, you want to bribe me? Take me out for a steak dinner, okay? You know. <laughs> I, I, I want to talk with you real ahead, quick also about Israel, because you and I both know uh, that Buttigieg and Sanders made a quid pro do um, statement a couple of weeks <clears> back <throat> by saying that uh, Israel has no right to the. Uh, annex the rest bank uh, and if they don't act a certain way then they shouldn't get any funding from the U.S. <coughs> which is basically a quid pro quo uh, you behave yourselves and then we'll give you money uh, so I want to ask you tonight uh, Israel is eager to annex the rest bank uh, in its lands but the U.S. is saying um, mm, slow down let's work this thing through what are your thoughts regarding that situation? Well, I think Israel should. Uh, it's first of all, it, it's prime land. Uh, second of all, it's land that they won in the Six Day War. Okay, um, and if they want to an- annex it, it, it's already theirs. In at least in my opinion, and it is completely irresponsible for these two candidates to put up this proposed uh, this proposed um, warning. Israel uh, that uh, about this because Israel has every right to that land as I say it's theirs all right the people that are on it right now the quote-unquote Palestinians okay let's let's be let's be clear about this um, they are basically squatters 
uh, from Jordan, Egypt, uh, th- places of that nature. All right, that's what yeah. they are. They're they're Gazan Arabs. Okay, and look, there's nothing wrong with being an Arab. Okay, my mm-hmm. problem is with Islam, not with individual people. Okay, but I do have a problem when people go and squat in a certain area and say, okay, we're a nation now and you can't touch us. No, in my opinion, Israel has the right to that land. It's theirs already. And Booty Judge and Sanders need to uh, need to clue up to this reality and stop harassing uh, those who are our best possible ally in the Middle East. I got, I got to ask you here, too. Netanyahu is not the Donald Trump of Israel. Because a lot of people here think that, you know, Netanyahu, you know, the name, it signifies. But this man has struggled in three consecutive elections just to put Mm. together a government. And now the Lycan party is telling him, slow down, don't do any annexing until after the elections of March the 2nd. Uh, though, uh, if we do that, then we will win the elections. If we don't, if you annex those lands, we will lose the election. Is that a fear tactic, or is that a real situation in Israel for Netanyahu and the right-wing uh, Lycan group, Lycan party, forgive me? Well, really, I think for us it's kind of a toss-up because we really don't um, have the in on that. But I will say this. Um, I can see where that strategy might work, uh, but then again, uh, Netanyahu is an honest man. If he feels that those lands should be annexed, then it's up to him whether or not to annex them. I can see the party's concern there, okay, but uh, the, uh, the electorate of Israel has to know that that annexation is on Netanyahu's mind. He may feel that it is the right time to just do it and let the chips fall where they may. And as you say, Ken, uh, he has struggled. In every one of these elections, people have tried to charge him with crimes and things of that nature. Uh, Folks don't understand that there is a big leftist uh, contingent in Israel. People who, uh, you know, honestly think almost that that Israel shouldn't even exist if you if you listen to their rhetoric okay that they they shouldn't defend themselves or anything of that nature um it it really is amazing when you think of all the things that Netanyahu has done for his nation so yeah. should should he annex now or should he wait i think that's up to him but he really needs to consider um he really needs to consider whether or not his party, the party's concerns are real and make his decision, but make it clear to the Israeli people uh, why he's making the decisions that he's making. And he's an honest man, Ken. I think that he does have God on his side, and I think he can do it. Yeah, I hope so, too. And the unfortunate thing is that you have a lot of individuals. Firstly, in the last election, there was a hope that they could have gotten rid of Netanyahu, but only Netanyahu was able to coalesce a group. Uh, even the individuals that were running against them couldn't coalesce. Uh, now you have an election two weeks, about two weeks away, uh, in which, again, he's going to be asked to prove that he can coalesce a government. 
and if he doesn't coalesce a government, the annexing of the lands become a, a bargaining chip with the Palestinians and with the Jordanians. Uh, and there will be that, that hope and aspiration uh, that those lands can be mutually developed by Palestinian and Jew alike. Uh, which goes back to that two-state solution for Israel, which I think yeah. is... Oh, my God. That's the worst thing you could ever do. Uh, two-state... Uh, that would be like making South Dakota and North Dakota one Dakota again. And nah, that's, it's just not going to work. Um, I, I want to ask you about Governor Rod Blagojevich. 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 Yeah. Blagojevich. Uh, and I'm telling you, that guy got nice hair. Nice hair. Even in prison, he had nice hair. He still hair. has nice hair? Nice hair. Oh, wow. That's beautiful hair, man. Beautiful <laughs> hair. Uh, <laughs> Some people are just blessed, man. That guy always had good hair. Good, good hair. Uh, he's a former Illinois governor, uh, and he was convicted in 2011 of trying to sell Barack Obama's Senate seat. He called himself a free political prisoner. Uh, he had his sentence commuted by President Donald Trump. He came out of prison and he called himself a Trumpocrat. Uh, you, <clears throat> sir, uh, your thoughts on commuting his sentence. Was it the right thing to do? Uh, well, honestly, I wouldn't have again, you know, but that's that's because I have a zero tolerance for people like that who misuse their office. Um, you know, but again, that's President Trump's choice. I mean, he's... Um, He's made some uh, he's made some pardons and things like that that a lot of people don't agree with, and it is it is a president's prerogative to make pardons and to be honest, they can they can actually be just because he wants to do it. Uh, that that is the way that uh, that things are. And um, if he wants to, for instance, pardon um, you know Mr. Stone, he can do that. Uh, it it is entirely up to the president. I, I personally would not have done it, but that's me. Okay, yeah. that's 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 see, not but, President Trump. See, but you're a sexist, and you don't agree with the judge uh, who says <laughs> royal him over the oats for almost four years uh, for lying to Congress. First and foremost, why are you so sexist towards this judge who would have <laughs> considered nine years but gave him four? <laughs> uh, why are you so sexist, sir? Well, number one, it's fun. Okay, let me let's just face it. Um, <laughs> number two, okay, it doesn't matter that Barr recommended this sentence, all right? What you're talking about is throwing an old man in his 60s in the clink for close to three and a half years. Uh, and, and, of course, we don't know what kind of facility he'd spend that time in, but still. All right, we're talking about doing that for, for something that... Okay, for basically having bad taste in uh, in his actions and whatnots, and uh, lying to Congress. Okay, look, um, if if there were if there was equality in this prosecution process, all right, you would have other people in there being sentenced right now, but you don't. I mean, a talking head on Fox today that I saw. Um, kind of said it best. I mean, you have people more or less who are on Trump's side um, who are being prosecuted and harassed and handed prison sentences. And then you have people on the sides of the soft coup uh, who are being given CNN contracts. And equal treatment under the law, I think, is something, Ken, that should be important to everybody. I know it's important to me. 
Yeah. You know, I, I, I got this feeling you'll never see a day in prison. I pray so. Uh, I do, too. And, and quite frankly, 67 years old, uh, <clears throat> the judgment is lying to Congress about the Russia hoax that didn't exist. Uh, and you're prosecuted by a four-person who ran as a Democrat <coughs> anti-Trump person for Congress. This whole trial smells. Oh, my God. This is such a political obstruction of justice. Uh, he should never see a day of confinement. Uh, he's already lost his house. He's lost his wealth. Um and Roger Stone, I've never met him personally. I've heard he seems to be just a great storyteller, a great guy. Uh, I, I, After all the things I heard Adam Schiff do on the House floor regarding the impeachment, the last thing you need to do is prosecute this man for lying to Congress. It probably was the most ingenuous thing uh, that anyone could ever do to Congress, lie to them, because quite frankly, <laughs> they can't handle the truth anyway. <clears throat> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Dave Milner, the unpleasant blind guy. Where can they hear your stuff? Where can they see your stuff? Where? Well, hmm. we don't want to know where they can see your stuff, but where can? <laughs> yeah, no, nobody wants to see that kid. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> where can they hear you, sir? <laughs> All right, uh, my uh, my shows, um, replays of the English Fence League Radio Show Sunday Edition uh, can be heard. Uh, on uh, at Spreaker.com at the Unpleasant Blind Guy page. My normal showtimes are 1 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, and midnight Saturday. I also intersperse other little shows and things that I do myself. And, of course, you can also hear me um, on the English Defense League radio show with host Jeff Mitchell. Uh, that is podcast on blogtalkradio.com at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on both Thursdays and on Sundays. And uh, Ken, thank you once again for having me on here. Uh, you, are, you, are the, you are the commentator that people should be listening to. Thank you, sir. God bless you. God bless you, Dave, man. They, should, they need to be listening to you, not me, dude. Uh, and they can at SHR Media. And that is it for this time. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for listening, and may your God go with you. Goodbye. The Unpleasant Blind Guy is copyright 2020. Anno Domini. Now for Dave's Canes. Extras that help you navigate the new media world. The dream deferred is real. You've been waiting for the Exceptional Conservative Network, and now it's here. Go to theexceptionalconservativeshow.com. Tune in and get the best in urban conservative talk. Stop dreaming. It's real. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. From a public locker inside a dilapidated Long Island rail station comes a show designed to piss off liberals using truth, facts, and ridicule. The Lid Radio Show featuring the conservative voice from the People's Republic of New York.
the lid himself, Jeff Dunnitz. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com. At Lid Radio, we fight for the truth, justice, and a good kosher T-bone. If you don't listen, Hillary Clinton might sneak into your bedroom in her housecoat late at night and blame you for her election loss. It's the Lid Radio Show with Jeff Dunnitz. This is Shannon Wright of The Right Way with Shannon and Mike in the AM. Mike's not here, so I gotta talk fast. You gotta join us. Fall season, getting ready to start up with a whole bunch of new stuff. News and food and politics and sports and entertainment and a whole bunch of stuff. But wait, Mike's coming. I gotta go. Remember, Shannon and Mike in the AM on SHR Media, Monday through Thursday, 7 to 9 a.m. Make sure you tune in. Featuring right thinking from a left brain and doing the job the American maggots won't, BZ is fundamentally changing America one diaper at a time. Just when safety pin manufacturers are running out of metal for the diapers of the leftists, where the speech is free, but the drinks are not. The bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon can be heard every Tuesday and Thursday night, commencing at 11 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Pacific where pushback is a requisite art form in and of itself. Let your ossicles be truly liberated when you listen to the bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon, only on SHR Media Network. No ferrets were harmed in the making of this ad. Join me, Jack Alexander, for the Jack Alexander Experiment podcast, as I take a unique outsider's look at the issues affecting the USA. I fearlessly take on the issues that everyone else is too scared to touch. The Jack Alexander Experiment Podcast is available wherever good podcasts can be found, like Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. The Jack Alexander Experiment, because it's not a matter of left versus right, it's a matter of right versus wrong. It's your business diva here, Melanie Collette. I am inviting you to a front row seat as I discuss some of the most intriguing details of wealth and finance with today's movers and shakers in the world of business. Listen in and discover financial truths on a global, domestic, and household scale. Uncover topics that will impact your wallet today and in the future. Money Talk with Melanie airs Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. East, 2 p.m. West, right here on SHR Media and High Plains Pundit Talk Radio. You can't afford to miss it. Featuring the effervescent contrarian Sackheads Clint, plus the unrestrained bulbosity of BZ, the Sackheads Against Tyranny is a real chat show. Doubling your late-night conservative talk show pleasure with double the hosts, you can listen every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. Please note, some contents may have settled during shipping. Member FDIC, batteries not included, warranty voided Montenegro. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network.